Welcome back to another episode of Coral Cat. Today is episode 10, and joining us is Ian, Austin, and me, Laura. And today we're going to be talking about animation and video games. So basically, animation and video games is sort of the wrapper that makes it feel alive, and you have the frame-by-frames, like walking cycles, or uh, attack cycles, or whatever happens when you swing your sword or shoot a gun. It's this, that, that, that's the animation part of the video game. So, in general, animation can be used to improve the aesthetic quality and make it feel lively and, well, animated. And it's um, stuff like in, um, it's stuff like idle animations that makes things feel alive. And also on the technical side, it can also give attacks a certain feeling of power. If you have sort of an animation that goes really slowly and doesn't feel powerful, the attack in general just won't feel right, even if it's got high stats. Usually in video games, skilled animation is something that comes with experience. Because people need to learn how to animate the momentum of the object and the force behind it. And they need to learn to animate how it impacts and all this and that. Because, to be honest, would it really make sense if, say, in Dark Souls, you swung just a gigantic sword as if you were swinging it like a little stick? It makes it feel like it's made out of styrofoam, and that's not the effect you're going for. Especially if you want the sword to be heavy in name, but also in feel. you got to animate it like it's true. Also, another thing to bring up, um, idle animations to non-idle animations, sometimes you can program a bit of a transition, but you have to make sure that your animation and art is dynamic enough to, to incorporate that. So from an idle standing position to a sword swinging position, it takes a lot of experience, and it's not like animating a Disney movie. It's a whole other thing. And also, you have to animate it to look good on all angles, because you don't know where that camera's coming from. Uh, an example I have of exemplary animation would be the first Dark Souls game. I talk a lot about the first Dark Souls, and for good reason. The game was a fantastic game, but more importantly, the animation. The animation in that game was so exemplary that it's actually been reused in the third iteration. The models themselves, they're designed in a way in which if you were to move one joint, all joints attached to it would move in the same manner, similar to how you would move an arm. But they managed to fine-tune it to such a degree that if you're walking along the ground with a very attentive eye, you cannot notice the foot sliding across the ground as you can in some games. Another example that I see something similar in is The Last Guardian. Now, obviously, that game took years to come out. But at the same time, that also had to do with like the AI and the way the terrain and hitboxes worked so that when you walked, or the beast, if you haven't seen the cover art, then you obviously don't know what I mean. Exactly. But when the beast is walking, in the first area, you can see, like, the ground is rough with bumps and ditches. But at the same time, you also see Trico, the beast, and when he takes his footsteps, they bend and sort of fit with the terrain instead of how in some it would just slant the foot to where there may be a gap or it may even be clipping into the ground. But they made it to where, like in real life, if you were to, say, step on a little rock 
your foot wouldn't just be flat and be balancing on the little pebble. Your foot, with your skin and muscle, it would sort of form around it, but what's actually touching the rock would be actually moved. So they've had to they've had to wait for large advances in technology to make it feel more lifelike. Speaking of large advances in technology, I remember when I used to play a game called Spyro. I don't remember which one it was. The animations were all right, but they could be a bit tricky when you moved around. It it, it was it's a platforming game, but when the animations aren't absolutely fantastic, platforming can be difficult and even quite frustrating in some areas. I didn't realize this when I was a kid because all I knew was Spyro, but now after playing a game like Dark Souls, you can definitely feel it. And you feel it in modern games as well. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is an example. That's a fantastic game. Uh, I don't know why they decided to add platforming into it, but I do not believe its animation is adequate enough for that. Another uh, video game example on a different tangent is Pokemon. When it converted from its pixel art style to its well-known 3D model style because when they had the pixel art you have to consider the medium and the pixel art the sprites were very cleverly animated so they only had to draw so many frames or so many pictures so that they could make it animated and be like the character Pokemon that it was well meanwhile when they had the 3D art it was significantly easier to make those idle bouncy breathing animations so that they could afford to do that and that connection, they still had to keep a stylistic consistency. Now, obviously, animation upgrades like that, going from simple pixel art in the original Pokemon games, all the way to now Sun and Moon, where everything is completely fluid and three-dimensional. But one game that kind of takes this backwards is the game called The Binding of Isaac and its recent DLC. It added The recent DLC added free mod support for anyone to create mods and add them. However, what someone did is that they decided to create The Binding of Isaac, which is essentially an overhaul of all the textures and sounds to make it look like a five-year-old on a sugar hydroid. But when Afterbirth Plus, the most recent DLC, was released for the game, it was the most popular mod simply because of how funny it was. So in that case, they purposely made the animations especially terrible. Yes. I would imagine that that would be quite the contrast to such a horror-driven game, in a way. Oh, yes, because the game... While it does look nice, it does have some very dark and disturbing undertones in the story itself. But then that all gets overshadowed when you're playing that mod, and Isaac just doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, also, it has a lot of style to do with it, since uh, the, what was it, Binding of Zik is definitely not the binding of Isaac because they decided to take a different style and therefore changed the tone and they had different animations. Uh, likewise, something like Jack and Daxter versus Skyrim, they're two completely different styles of animation that create that create and add to the tone of the story because 
Jack and Daxter had a lot of cartoony squishing and squashing, or at least the first one, if I remember correctly. And they had uh, they had animated it to feel a lot bouncier and fun. Meanwhile, Skyrim, with a lot darker tones, decided to rein that back in and make things feel powerful and slow. Unless you include Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> or if you add mods that add anything from from more dynamic ragdolls to whenever you hit an enemy, it's an instant one-shot, and they go flying off like a rocket from NASA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Animation is a tool that can be used to add to the style of the game, and if you do it poorly, expect some humorous results. This was the Coral Cast 10 animation. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>